You're listening to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for the modern mystic woman, where we explore topics on spirituality, female empowerment, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nixie Marie, and I will be here with you every Tuesday to sit together and rise, feel the energy of the sacred feminine, and explore what it means to be a goddess. Welcome to the podcast. So I'm really curious who out there is not exactly a bright and early bird who wakes up with so much gratitude and is so ready to start the day. Who out there needs a little bit of support, a little bit of love to start your day right? Well, I have an app for you that I have been using every single morning when I get up around 5.36 and I go into my meditation room and I sit with myself and I begin to meditate. I also use this app to wake up if I want to do some yoga, some light stretches. It's 10 minutes of my time where I immediately start my day. I'm not scrolling on Instagram. I'm not scrolling on Facebook. I am setting intention for my day and I'm ready and empowered and confident to take on whatever comes my way. I think this is so crucial to living that goddess life. And the app that I am talking about is Yoga Wake Up. You guys have heard me mention it before. And now you can get the the subscription for 25% off if you go to your web browser on your phone and type in bit.ly slash goddess yoga wake up. Again, that's bit.ly slash goddess yoga wake up to receive 25% off your monthly subscription. Get on it, sisters, and wake up to thrive. Hello, beautiful goddesses. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of this awesome theme we've got going on with the Love Month on I Am Goddess Collective podcast. I am sitting with another amazing expert or medicine woman. Tantric teacher, feminine embodiment guide. We've got Nadine Lee on with us today. Hello, sister. Hello. Thank you for having me. Such an honor to be here. Yeah, we're we're excited to dive deeper into some of the topics around tantra and you know what it what it looks like to be a feminine embodiment guide. <laughs> um, some of Nadine's work is really to expand our mind, body, and soul. And she is one of the most, she just loves to break down conditioning and stories that bind you and hold you back from living your truest potential, which is obvious why she's here because we're all constantly working so hard every single day. I think it's a daily conscious effort to break through some of those conditioning patterns and stories. And uh, Mm -hmm. she uh, is very passionate about empowering women to return back to self-love and of course, honoring the natural cycles of life and nature, breaking down all of the sexual and societal conditioning of the mind around such taboo topics like menstruation and sexuality. So mm. it's obvious why she's here. Yeah. <laughs> Getting aligned to yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the stuff we love to explore here. So, Yeah, awesome. Well, I love to start the show with this question. And uh, what what are some of the crystals in your home that you're working with right now and why? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I literally just took out my jade egg. <laughs> so I'm working with nephrite jade. <laughs> like I literally forgot I had it in and I was like, oh, I've got to take that out for the podcast. So jade is um, a big influence in my life at the moment, the nephrite jade, as well as um, black obsidian. So um, I work with those two a lot. The black obsidian's more like, yeah, I'd carry that around with me like all the time just as a psychic protection and grounding stone. And then I have in my home some selenite around the place Mm. uh, just for like raising the vibes and clearing out any negative energies. So, yeah. Well, speaking of jade egg... (laughs) I'm like, that's a really good like, gateway. What a great segue into uh, the yeah. overall theme of what we were really d- just wanting to bring forth on the podcast. Um, I'm really curious. You know, I actually only recently started working with a jade egg. I had a, a group of sisters here and we did a um, Yoni Steam play shop and the, the jade, well, the jade egg 
from what I understand, it's not just always jade, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you can have all different crystals for the um, like for a yoni egg. Yoni egg, yes. But, <laughs> yeah, but for for me, uh, what I journey with, what I've been working with for the past four years now, has been like the Taoist tantric arts, and that practice is all about really working just with the the jade egg the nephrite jade to begin the journey and then branching out into other crystals. So for me, like, you know, there's no right or wrong way around it, but just for me that jade and the properties of jade have really resonated with, um, you know, balancing out the yin and yang essence, what it's designed to do. And it's like meant to be the most neutral stone of, yeah, of the yin and yang basically. Whereas, Mm. you know, other stones can be more feminine or more masculine. Whereas this one's all about maintaining that, the balance point. And, and all the other properties as well. But just that specific crystal really resonates with me. So yeah. I, t- I teach that the jade egg practice only. Amazing. So tell me, like, how did you begin this jade practice journey? Like, how did it call to you? Um, well, it was actually my best friend. She, she has a really big company, Yoni Pleasure Palace, and she sells, like, all different you know, yoni eggs and crystal wands and everything. And she started that about four years ago and she gifted me a jade egg and a rose quartz, I think at the time. And, you know, it'd been coming into my awareness. I've been seeing it around, but then um, it just came in so organically and I just started working with it intuitively. And, um, you know, this is a time around when I started really going deeper into also, you know, the other uh, feminine tantric arts, like the conscious menstruation and rituals. And I was at this really critical time of like really amplifying, awakening that Shakti energy. And that came in at that perfect time. And I started just working with it intuitively to begin. So, you know, I'd already had a really strong yoga practice the past like 10 years or so. And, and, um, so I, I let my body guide me and guide me through it. And then it wasn't until in the past year or so, I actually started working with another female tantric teacher of the arts. And she, yeah, really, it was like good to get context around what I was doing right. nat- naturally anyway. You know, how it's like your body leads you and then it's like, oh, here's a context of why you, you were doing that. It's like that framework in order to be able to share it as well. So, yeah, it's been a powerful tool and a powerful ally in this feminine awakening journey and (laughs) self-love journey, really. It's like, yeah. Right. Did you have any big life-altering moments that led you to really cultivate a self-love practice? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I spent pretty much from, yeah, up until about, 20 1920 really the opposite of self-love really you know like just um yeah confused and and disconnected from myself disconnected from my my truth and center and um and it kind of sprung upon from a from a kundalini awakening when i was 14 and from that um i haven't heard anybody speak of a kundalini awakening around that age i don't think yet (laughs) Yeah, no, it's pretty full on. So, um, but from that, it was like all this energy blasted through my um, my body and pure, you know, all the things that happen when you have that rush of energy, it's a purification process. And for me, it manifested in, yeah, going into a deep, dark night of the soul, like during those teenage years, really, and um, having imbalances in my third eye. So I was like having lots of mood swings and like depression, like deep depression, going to those dark places and combined with also being a teenager and the struggles of teenage life and also family um, chaos at home. So it was like all these things. Yeah. It's like I had no support or um, resources to love myself or like even get to, you know, hold that, that part of myself. And it wasn't until 1920 where I found well, yoga came to me and, and meditation and that was like the journey towards self and self-love so yeah it all began around then yeah Yeah, you you kind of highlighted something that I think in our culture isn't really um 
discussed as much, you know, when we're, when we're young, we're not taught really how to love ourselves, you know, and it's just, I fully believe that it's like this new wave that we're exploring and get to teach with our little ones if we have or don't, you know, just really shifting the consciousness of the planet, I think really begins with self-love. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like what, why do you think self-love um, is, is so important and why is it such a, a conversation now? Yeah, it's interesting. I guess it's like, it's just the way that the human consciousness has evolved. So like, obviously our grandparents days, that was like a lot of the famine and war and it was all about like survival. So you're not really thinking about, Oh, like higher spiritual pursuits or like even caring for the self in those more subtle ways it's more just like how do we survive and you know um put food on the table and these things and so there wasn't much time for spiritual pursuits and all these things and so now it's like this self-love is coming through as we're coming into this i guess aquarian age and that christ consciousness coming stronger in the planet through that it's like all about the heart space and returning to the heart and balancing in the heart and And, you know, it's like, it's our birthright as a human to get to know ourself and like really get to know the true self and, and love the true self as we return to that. It's like to that place of love, unconditional love. So yeah, I think it's, it's essential and it should be taught in schools for sure. (laughs) Well, it's beautiful to see some of the evolution of that actually coming into schools now. I know uh, a few, a few people here in LA that are really creating programs like meditation and yoga for kids. And um, I'm, I get chills thinking about it because even Marianne Williamson, I don't know if you're familiar with her running for presidency, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she, I went to her live uh, announcement about her candidacy and she really spoke to how we can educate the children from like, you know, up until eight, how important it is for them to learn about what, what it means to love themselves, you know, how to be, provide um, sustainable options for them to really support the planet. And so I think, um, I think it's just, you made a solid point there that it's, it's just the, the evolution of our consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. And it starts with the children. Hey, like just starting from yeah, the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, tell us a little bit more about the jade egg. So your Taoist practice and, and sort of a little bit more like the mechanics behind it, you know, like how it can support a practice of self-care. And if someone wants to begin a practice kind of just from the, from the basics, you know, like where do they begin? Yeah. So basically what it is, is a semi-precious stone, the jade egg. And it's made from nephrite jade. And so um, it's an, an ancient Taoist practice that's been practiced you know, for many, many years, like thousands of years from started, you know, in the, the emperors of China and the queens. And they, it was actually really rare to have access to this knowledge. So it, it was like a royal kind of thing. And, mm. um, yeah, only access to royalty and these, these people that had that access to the knowledge were using it to um, cultivate their sexual energy. And the main emphasis was like really to maintain their youthfulness because like, you know, when you're cultivating your sexual energy, you look, you begin to um, reverse the aging process (laughs) because your energy. (laughs) So that was like their kind of naive, um, I mean, not naive, um, vain kind of. Right. (laughs) uh, Intentions, but as well as that, like that's one of the biggest benefits is um, looking younger and maintaining your youthfulness and be able to live longer. That's what the whole tantric practices and Taoist practices are about. But also, you know, um, toning your pelvic floor. So um, being able to have greater orgasms and being able to please the the king and their, their mm. partners and um, circulate their energy together. And when you're circulating that energy, you're um, really tapping into that that God state and that free flow of the energy of your life force. And in that, it's like that's where your creative potential is and your capacity to, to really shine and serve and be full of your own energy so that like 
self-love essentially and self-nourishment of your own life force energy and how it works is because your pelvic floor is holding it's like a seal of energy and so if that's if those muscles there are weak then all that life force energy is going to be leaking out Mm. and coming out in things like um, heavy periods or period pain, like extreme period pain, losing too much blood and um, having emotional disturbances, not feeling tapped into your creativity, so feeling stuck in your creative energy. Mm. And so when I, I used to experience this, you know, it was like I have so much creative energy, I don't know how to channel it, you know, and I hear yeah. so much. I'm actually literally like, feeling all that right now. So why I don't okay. have a jade egg in my yoni, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> just being a messenger <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a sign yeah <laughs> yeah and so it's like yeah it helps with all these things and and also releasing trauma so that stuck energy can be locked there because of unconscious emotions that might be suppressed now yoni the whole area so the yoni meaning like the clitoris the yoni walls the womb and the ovaries so this properties of the Mm. jade really help um clear and balance the whole yoni area of any traumas we might be holding in our pelvic region and and it's just such a beautiful practice because you can do it with yourself it's not like giving that power away to someone to go into such a delicate area like sexual healing and before you've even explored your own body temple so I feel it's really an empowering practice for women to explore their own yeah yoni and their own sexuality and and take that power into their own hands literally and and feel what it feels like in that space so yeah what why do you think as this is I mean it's obvious of course with like suppression and and uh patriarchal forms and how we've just become so disconnected to our bodies. But, you know, I guess the better question that I have is like, what, what can a woman do to just begin her practice connecting to her body? Maybe it is the, the yoni egg. Um, but I find that it's sort of intimidating, you know, to really begin like this practice where a woman can connect to her body and really go there and create intimacy and I think that's really what this month the intention on the podcast is, is like creating intimacy with the self and, you know, where, where can someone just like, what are your feedback on that? Begin that journey in a slow process, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess it's like being intimate with the self is obviously different to everyone, but if you look at how, I guess, how you love others and how you like to, feel intimate with others. So for example, you might love your people in your life by spending quality time with them or gifting them things or touching them. So how you love others, bring that back to yourself. So if you touch, if touch is your love language, like starting Mm -hmm. a practice of self massage, like touching your body, like feeling your body and slowing the movements down or dancing with yourself um, or like, if your quality time is your love language to others, spending quality time, but with yourself. So like, you know, setting aside time each day to be just with yourself and play with yourself and go into that like imagination, like childlike state of just being okay in your own company and exploring, um, exploring that alone time and really being comfortable with that. Um, Yeah. I feel that's, the best uh, advice I can give on that. Yeah, I love that that you brought in the uh, love language because it's something that it's so important that we know what our own love love language is and what our signature is. And and really when we know it, I think that that's when we can then tell our partners and use our voice and communicate from that space. So um, if you don't know your love language yet, you should probably go figure it out, especially this month, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know there's tons of like books on it. I don't even actually know. Do you have a, a book recommendation at all? I actually don't know any books, but I know there's some out there. No, I know there is a book, but yeah, I just know that mine is um, 
quality time. So I spend yeah. a lot of time alone and in my own in my own world and that really nourishes me, you know, like mm-hmm. and making love, like physical love. So making love to myself, so a self-pleasure practice for women yeah. as well. And men, obviously. It's like loving yourself, like making love literally to yourself. Mm. I think that's so beautiful too, to bring that self self-pleasure to your own sense of like reconnecting with the self. And, you know, I think that also can be intimidating for some women. Yeah. And um, I think that is why the jade egg and yoni egg practices can be a good segue into just something that's like a, a entrance or a, um, a first step because it's something that's on the physical and it's mm. just like, I, you know, from my understanding, when I began my practice, we just were instructed to start to slowly massage ourselves and feel like a sensation of pleasure and erotica. But, you know, what is, what does that look like for you? Like, how do you just like put it on up in there or <laughs> do you have to really <laughs> up your yoni and like talk to her or what is your, what yeah. is your ritual around that? Yeah, so it's like um, it's best to um, start the practice with yeah, just some touch, and also the main the main place to start is breast massage because for the feminine, it's like our portal into opening our yoni and our sexuality is through our heart space first. So we need to feel safe, you know, and feel that you know our partner cares about us, and he's like you know got our heart interest his uh, his best interest and um and feel seen and heard so it's opening the heart space first so like with just some breast massage and then opening that energetic center and then going into the yoni mass yoni um like jade egg practice and yeah it's like it's actually interesting yeah because it's not like you're just putting it in like you would a tampon or like this or menstrual cup it's like you're you're setting an intention it's like a ritual so each time you do it it's like a self-love ritual so Mm -hmm. setting any intention into that crystal because you know crystals hold energetics and frequencies and um what you want to release or what you want to work with what you want to call in in your life and and slowly um inserting it but like this can be the most powerful practice of the whole practice most powerful technique of the whole practice in the sense that like a lot of women, you know, we've been entered without saying what well, we've, we've said yes, but our bodies actually haven't been a full yes. And so by just slowly letting that your yoni actually invite the egg in. So you do the first practice is like a breathing practice, like inviting sipping in the egg. So you're sipping it in with your breath and letting the muscles contract and pulling it in. So that in itself, it's like you're receptive and you're receiving it as opposed to just forcing it in. And that practice in itself is seriously life-changing because it's rewiring your brain and your whole subconscious of like um, inviting something in that you want to come into your body. And sometimes, you know, I'll just hold it there and my body doesn't want to do the practice and you just have to honour that. And it's like that's the, Mm. the healing in itself. Like, no, I don't feel like doing this today and then, it's like, okay, I honor my no, I honor my body's needs and then um, that's it. So, yeah, and then there's some exercises you do, kind of just like yoga or Pilates exercises, like focusing on the pelvic floor and combining with the tantric breathing practices as well, which help build the energy and then circulate it through the body. So, yeah. I think that's really powerful to really think about that from a perspective of how often we just let um, or have in our past relationships or men mm-hmm. just enter when we're, our floodgates aren't open, you know? And, and I mm-hmm. think uh, my practice with my partner is really like, you are not going in there unless she is ready for you. And, you know, you get to do whatever you want to and whatever I, my needs are really to open my, me up and allow her to flower and the juices are flowing. And so, um, I think it's, you know, it's, it's just remembering that, you know, and having the conversation and reminding, I think, each other and sisters that this is, this is like what this is about. Like our yoni is the sacred gateway, right? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, 
we shouldn't just be putting anything up there when it's yeah. like forced, which is a whole nother conversation, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah it's, it's, that's amazing. I love that you brought that in mm-hmm. that element of really allowing for it to be uh, coming into the body when it's ready, when it wants to, and, and honoring your no. We've been talking about no's and boundaries here on the podcast lately and how yeah. important it is to have those boundaries. So, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. Um, how many jade eggs or just eggs, period, I'm curious, have you lost down the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just one, actually. Okay. I, yeah, I usually, if I, if I sleep with it in sometimes overnight, I'll put a sign bus beside my bed, take jade egg out. <laughs> so when I wake up, I see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I lost one down the toilet. It was my first one, rose quartz oh. down the drain. Yeah. And, you know, it was that moment of, oh, oh shit. Like as it's happening, you're like mid, mid peeing or whatever. And it's, it's like about to drop and I didn't, I wasn't able to retrieve it. So I think it's hilarious, but yeah, you got to be <laughs> cautious of that. So definitely yeah. take your yoni egg out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So how do you think um, these the jade egg really supports a woman stepping into her power or embodying her female essence? You know, is it just the practice itself or is it really just the, the ancient teachings of it? Yeah, I feel it's like, you know, the lineage that it comes from is coming through when you're using that. And also, um, yeah, it's what I was sharing. It's like that. So because the feminine is receptive, you know, we're receiving throughout, literally we're receiving the lingam, the penis through us. So we're, we're very open in our energetic center and the sexual center. And that's the center of like where we're getting filled up from that life force energy. And so it's kind of like how I see it as like, like I used to, before, you know, had, you know, any access to these practices or when I just really didn't love myself, I would, um, need to feel that love from a man and feel like filled up. Like literally he was filling me up with his, Mm. uh, energy of wand of light, his consciousness and, um, his penis. And so I, I feel since doing these practices, it's been like, I can actually relate to men now from a wholesome place and not feel like I need them to fill me up. It's like, no, what can I give to them now? And like, Mm. feel that it's a co-creative process, not as a taking and feeling like, Oh, just fill me up. I feel depleted of, of love and energy. And um, yeah. And it's like more women in that, in that circulating their own energy and really loving themselves. Like it's changes the planet. Mm. Yeah, I really feel that. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, what are you what are you feeling most passionate about in your work today? Um, yeah, it's like it's these practices, it's the energy tantric energy like cultivation and circulation practices. So the jade egg practice and then um like the conscious menstruation. Like I love teaching these these practices as well as um I teach a lot of dance, so erotic dance. And like connecting women to, you know, you're saying like it can be awkward or uncomfortable connecting to that sensual erotic energy alone. So, you know, guiding women in like a safe space to really connect into that erotic energy just mm. for themselves and with their sisters in a space feels like I love that, sharing mm. those techniques. And then working with archetypes as well through dance. And I'm also about to learn to like, properly DJ so I'm going to be studying oh amazing <laughs> yeah my man's a DJ so he oh. I'm like dying I'm like dude can you give me some lessons here like I've got well, the cool headphones that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna say like because those headphones are cool <laughs> I feel like you know it's like multi-dimensional being I might be in another lifetime somewhere I've always loved music too and it's dance is my medicine so yeah, yeah. Well, when yeah. you are a touring DJ goddess, then you can come to LA. We'll we'll get you some some sick like gigs or something. I don't know. He's kind of a retired DJ. He doesn't play as much anymore. Um, but he but like at Burning Man, he will always have like a bunch of gigs there and and sometimes around LA. So I love I love watching him play, and I'm 
secretly like, hey, let's have like a DJ jam sesh. Yeah. Duo party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what kind of music do you uh, really love to or feel called mostly to play? Well, I love taking people on journeys like through the archetypes. So I've been sharing this retreat lately called the dance of Shakti and it's going through the, the goddess archetypes and also like the elements, you know, earth, air, fire, water. So I love going through, yeah, like a journey like that and, um, evoking like sensuality and evoking like that awakening of the, the sexual energy, but then transmuting it up through the body and taking into like, you know, really psychedelic heights. So the music kind of comes through that. It's like super earthy, bassy, and then moves up mm, purification yeah. and like really psychedelic trippy and then coming down into more an emotional state. So mm-hmm. yeah, like really going on a full medicine journey, like through the dance. I think that's what it's all about really. But I just love, yeah, bringing in the goddesses and like the elements. Yeah. Yeah. I was at an event not too long ago and someone had said that he thought a lot of uh transformational like DJs are the new modern shamans and I was like oh wow that's so interesting what a great perspective no wonder I love my man so much I'm like (laughs) medicine comes in (laughs) yeah yeah it really is because it's like using sound and frequencies to to men, like move energy through the room and through like people's energetic systems. So uh, it's powerful. Yeah. And it also, I think brings back that ceremony, you yeah. know, that trans dance, that tribal essence and really going back to bringing people together on the dance floor, you know, and how we just, our ancestors knew what's up, you know, they knew how to, they knew how to have a good time and, really get back to those like altered states of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's- so what are you, what are you planning to, uh, are you going to take lessons? Are you just like, what is your journey going to look yeah. like? Are you going to have a I'm name? Already, um, I'm not sure yet with the name, but <laughs> I've already, <laughs> I've already started making mixes like they're on my SoundCloud, but I'm just going to, in um, a few weeks' time, going to Thailand to do a teacher training with some DJs there I met when I was there last year. And so it's like specifically like an ecstatic dance facilitator DJ training. And so just to refine the skills, you know, like really, like I've been taught by a few DJs here and was like seeing a DJ, but it's like I want to actually get, yeah, like an immersion into it to kind of refine it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Well, that's uh, like, I'm just seeing it all kind of evolve and how it's all connected. Like you really have all these different soul signatures of really embodying what the, what the goddess really to me, you know, represents and what she looks like and how she moves. And you really are a feminine embodiment guide. I like, I'm like, she really has a full circle here. She's got the jade egg, which is like this grounding practice. What are some other mm-hmm. self-care rituals that you love to to bring into your life and um a big one is like so I love nurturing myself and loving myself through making really beautiful food and Mm. um yeah like that feels like I'm mothering myself and you know nurturing myself um nourishing myself so making food with myself or with friends I love that and um yeah touch like massage like it's I feel really blessed in Bali because the massages are literally like twenty dollars and yeah so I get a lot of massages (laughs) (laughs) I found this really awesome massage place here in uh down the valley side of Topanga and it's those foot massages and they're twenty dollars but they give you a full massage so it's it's become a little bit of a ritual for me too to you know that I can never get enough massages yeah. That's just, yeah. I could have somebody here like every day massaging me. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a big draw to live in Bali because I'm like, okay, like this is a core need of mine. Like I need like a lot of touch. And especially if, if you're not in a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we touch, I touch with my sisters and, and even brothers, like we hug and everything. But to yeah. have that like yeah. just full hour just devoted to just receiving, it just feels so good. Mm. So, 
Bali is a good place if if your love language is touch. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. What brought you to Bali other than getting massages? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just such a powerful portal here of um, creativity. Like so many amazing people, like artists and healers live here. It's, it feels just like, yeah, that self-nourishing self-love what we're talking about, a place where I feel like a home base that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm charged up in, in a lot of my, what I need to feel good in my being and just things I really enjoy, you know, and um, then I can go out in the world and do my thing and come back to my nest. And um, yeah, so that was a big draw. And also, yeah, when our relationship ended, that was like the catalyst to leave Australia because I'd wanted to be living here for a while, but I was staying there in that relationship, which had to play out. And then um, when that ended, I was like, okay, I'm going to Bali now. That was like two years ago. Mm. Do you yeah. feel like I have a good question around the jade egg or I know there's also the rose quartz um, yoni egg, but do you feel like that's something that would help support someone with like breakups and heartbreaks and yes, uh, definitely things that we all find ourselves in every <laughs> now and then? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, for me, it was like after that relationship, I went on a period of celibacy for about, um, or it lasted, I wasn't like, I'm going to be celibate for X amount of time. It just, I just felt really um, a lot of pain and hurt and I didn't want to open to my, my energy to another man because I was like needing to tend to my own wounds and like tend to myself and learn how to like just be with myself after going into that complete, you know, deep dive with someone else. And um, that the practices helped me I guess, yes, yeah, circulate my own energy again. And because mm-hmm. it's like when you're in a partnership, you're constantly like making love and having that circuit with someone else. And I'd kind of not been doing my own practices as much while I was with him. I was kind of, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was That's like. super easy to happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the, you know, JD practice. It was like maybe, I don't know, once a fortnight I would do it. And even self-pleasure, you know, these things, it's like, so you forget to do those things when you're in a relationship sometimes. So the practice of the jadeg, yeah, after a relationship is a really good way to just start to come back into, yeah, learning, self-circulating, self-pleasure again. Mm. And, um, yeah, so definitely. And healing the heart, you know, it's, it works a lot with the emotional body. Like ne- nephrite is the word actually is derived from a Greek word, which means um, nephros and that means kidneys. Mm. So it's, emo- it's governing your kidney energy, which is like, you know, governing a lot of your emotional body. So any obviously like grief and emotions that come through helps really um, balance them and helps them move through your body. So yeah, very powerful. That's awesome. I like that that's something that's a great tool out there too. Uh, I mean, breakups, they can be really intense, you know, and Mm. I think too in this month, it's really important to recognize, like I mentioned earlier, you know, it's not all about love and romance and partnership where I I don't know, do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day in Bali at all? Is that such Um, an American holiday? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's like, it's, it's big in Australia as well. I think it's the West. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's beautiful. I think that there's so many, I, I'm like love days every day, but you know, yeah. it, just having the overall theme of how to actually love yourself rather than going to look for love. And, you know, like you said, yeah. getting filled up by someone else, it's really about filling up our own cups. And when you're insert, inserting something, the way I see it, it's like you are filling up your cup, like you're physically doing that to yourself. So um, I think this is actually a really great, great conversation, great, great tool to use. And, and what, where do you actually have, do you have any um, recommendations or like online resources where someone can find good, good jade aids or um, do you offer them on your site? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. I sell them in my online shop. Oh, perfect. um, yeah, so they're nephrite, 100% nephrite jade from Polar Jade in Canada, which a lot of the main people who sell jade eggs, like around teaching jade practice, we all source from there. It's like a really like 
genuine company mm-hmm. and ethically sourced and um, the energetics is powerful. Like I've, you can feel it in crystals if it's like a dodgy right. one or like somewhere, but yeah, they're really beautiful. So yeah, they're there in my shop. Awesome. What, um, well, where can everybody find your shop? And I'll put it in the oh. show notes, of course, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, um, so my website is www.tantricalchemy.net. And then there's a tab for shop just in the corner, right-hand corner. Awesome. Yeah. And you are also, you also support uh, women with tantric teachings and, and coaching and what is what are some of your offerings? Yeah, so I also have um, an online course called the Temple of the Womb, which we do uh, we do one module on the jade egg, so a practice, a basic practice of how to use the jade egg, and then the other five modules are you know all around conscious menstruation, how to work with your flow, um, self yoni massage, um, shadow work, inner child work, and breast massage, self-love practices, so, and rituals as well. So mm-hmm. how to work with your menstrual blood and the manifestation. So that's one offering. And then I've got a retreat coming up in Costa Rica in April, but it's actually booked out. But um, I'm going to be coming over there anyway in April and May to share some things in, in LA. So, yeah, some other one-day offerings for women. And, and a couple uh, men and women offering as well. So, yeah, it's a few things coming up. That's awesome. Beautiful. I was just thinking I wanted to ask you about the, the menstruation blood. Is, do you have any – what is your, like, ritual that's maybe super witchy or if, if it's sacred and don't feel called to share, but just something that, like, I always like to ask because I have a couple really out there rituals that I do with my menstruation, but what are some things that you use your menstrual blood for? Um, I usually always off well, no, I always offer it back to the earth every month and I just do like a really beautiful, you know, releasing ritual and then calling back what I want to call in and, um, and opening up vortexes where that blood is going. So it's really intentional where I place it in the earth and what land I'm on. It's always interesting if you're in different countries, opening up those vortexes of divine feminine energy mm. and, um, yeah, I sometimes paint with it and also I like love putting it all over my body and just like bathing in it and going on the earth and just getting into full wild woman, just like <laughs> all over me and just on the earth and just feeling like I'm just completely like being, you know, dissolving into the earth. <laughs> Feels really good. That's awesome. I like that you paint with that. That's really cool. And I never really thought about painting with it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a girl that from America, I think her name's Jasmine Alicia Carter or something. And she's like, that's her main thing. She creates mandalas with blood. Her oh, wow. Blood. Really cool art. Wow. I'll have, have to check her out. That sounds awesome. I yeah. love, I, I love mandalas, obviously. I have a mandala yeah. behind me right now. So, <laughs> yeah. well, awesome yeah. sister. That's, this is so juicy. And, and thank you so much for sharing all of that amazing wisdom. Um, do you have anything else you feel called to share our sisters here? Um, no, I just really feel that yeah, is blessed and honored just to be here. And yeah, just hoping everyone yeah, really just taps into that self-love space during this, you know, February month of love <laughs> and <laughs> obviously always, but yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I always like to end this conversation with a few more questions before we wrap up the show. Um, what to you does it mean to be a goddess? to be a goddess uh I feel as though for me it's just really finding your expression of your divine feminine so however that expresses through you really owning that and really anchoring that embodiment of your expression there's no right or wrong way there's no right archetype or whatever it's just really owning your truth and just shining that out in the world however feels most exciting to you Mm. so yeah 
Beautiful. Well, thank you, sister, for your medicine. Thank you for coming on. Do you have, since you're going to be, you know, a future DJ star, what, what, is, a, <laughs> what is a song that's really making you either dance right now or cry or whatever, where we can uh, play at the end of this, this show today? Um, I'm just going to, well, the last song I was dancing to was this one. It's called Azul by Joep Menki. <laughs> it's really it's really cool it's like j-o-e-p-m-e-e-n-c-k-e that's the artist and then it's called azul a-z-u-l i was All just right. dancing for that before so awesome. yeah <laughs> well dance it out sisters i <laughs> love you so much i hear you i see you and until next time bye nadine thank you so much for coming on bless you yeah. Thank you.